0: everybody this is my mulligan podcast sitting with my boy cc stats with my brother how we doing over there
1: doing good man doing good just a nice quiet thursday evening just got home watching some highlights from the pga championship our second major of the year here in may so you get a little caught up missed most of it today saw some but need to get caught up on see what's going on but yeah good stuff I mean, you, having a good I evening mean, you,
0: you did get a little uh uh, gift there this morning with the son was uh was sick and then got the little subscribe in there and and take a little bit of yeah. look at the action early on right.
1: Yeah, I even told my I told my boss that too. I was like, it was the best day ever. I said I got to work from home because my kid was sick and watched about three hours of the uh, PGA Championships. Saw some amazing golf. Saw Bunker Hill, the 14th hole. All the guys trying to pound it up there and hit it. In that the hole is
0: tight, dude. I was just watching yeah. that shit with uh, like I just. There's no way I would ever try to take that on. Just that well, green is so guarded. Like, I just going up that slope with the, with the bunkers. I was just watching it. I love that camera angle that they have from, I think it's up on the stands right behind it, where it's just showing everybody tee off. It's a really cool camera angle because you can see the whole hole. And it's like, would you do it? Would you not? You know, kind of thing. Well,
1: and it's the, the how big the bunkers are. The bunkers are great. Right. It's it was been cool when I watched at, at home and then I was watching a little headed on at work for a little bit. Some of the sh- just seeing those guys hit those long chasing bunker shots to keep them low and let them run out. That was pretty cool to see. So, right. Um, I mean, it's the, the course is definitely a course that pays a premium on putting it in a fairway. Yeah. Um,
0: well, it's punishing I think guys I saw. Right
1: yeah, and I think I saw at one point. Uh, Rory had only like through for the first like 10 holes or 11 holes and only hit one fairway. Yeah. So well, when um, I was tuning yeah. in
0: a little bit on my phone earlier today, so you know, what pisses me off is that I'm my thing at work is, you know, in between patients. Uh, I like to just relax. If I get my notes done, I'd, I have a little box with my YouTube TV right in the corner. Watch a little bit of golf, you know, in the afternoon on Thursdays. That's kind of my go to. Everybody kind of laughs It's like, oh, Mark, are you actually doing work or <laughs> are you watching <laughs> golf? So I went to go hit my YouTube TV. And the damn IT people, I think, blocked it because it won't oh. load, and it says like, "Can't the server won't uh, upload it or whatever, dude?" So they cut, they put a kibosh. I'm gonna have to go over to the old IT company and be like, "Come on, dude, YouTube TV is should not be banned at <laughs>
1: <It's laughs> well, work." Last week, so I, I put it up on my
0: phone. On- I just was like ESPN Plus right there. Moonshine, I can God, watch I'm it on my phone.
1: On I can watch it on my phone, but luckily we have a few cable stations at the establishment that i worked at and so of course one mainstay is espn so one o'clock espn was all in my office yeah
0: i was gonna (laughs) say you had the big screen up dude that was nice yeah it's used for
1: multiple things during the day
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey you gotta i mean yeah we all work hard you gotta you gotta enjoy some uh some stuff a little little Us americans we work too fucking much dude it's like that's right
1: that's right
0: I'll never forget when I went to Italy, this one guy was from Australia. We had a good talk. We were at happy hour and he was just bullshit. And he's like, man, you know, what's cool about being Australian is we don't work that much <laughs> <laughs> because we work Monday through Thursday and always have Fridays off. And they're kind of like, you know, Britain and some of the Europe countries, they get a full like month of leave and all that kind of stuff. It's like, what are we doing, man?
1: Like all the people in my the school that I work at, they're like, "Oh, you're gonna enjoy your summer." I said, "If you think so, I'm gonna work all summer." But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have a good time.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you do the all year round, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm taking a little bit of time off, not a lot, but it's all good. It's all good. I'll, I'll get it back in the long run.
0: Well, your boys got the right. Uh, if anybody's checking out the uh the video, because I'll post it this time on Instagram, because you know we'll get usually like every other episode or you know when we got a guest for sure uh we, th- we throw up the video but um old stats got the hat there tell us tell the listeners what uh how you got hooked up with the, the nice little hat there
1: yeah my, my boy uh, one of the guys i work with uh, uh he uh went up to rochester in that area this weekend and just happened to go to the PGA Championship on Monday. So he sent me a couple pictures of all the hats. And he initially said Nike, and I was kind of scrolling through looking at the Nike ones because I know they're pretty solid. And then I was like, wait a second, let me look at that pink one. So I got the uh, pink, I believe the hat company is the uh, head hat company. It's pink hat with the PGA Championship logo. It's got the, it's the nice lightweight material and it's got the pink rope on it and the Oak Hill logo on the side. So it is selling. I have to wear this <laughs> bad boy it's about everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Shout and- out boy. Go ahead. Shout out to my boy, Neil, for picking it up for me and bringing it back. So it was, I sought him out on Wednesday and I was like, this is great. And then the wife already says she wants to wear it. So must be a good hat if the wife wants to wear my hat.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, dude. And you're rocking the S P and tiger yeah. right there. You got to show off That's the, the uh, show that one off too.
1: That's you got to get, get
0: an Amazon. Maybe they cut off my live shirts, but they still got my tiger stuff up
1: <laughs> for now.
0: For now. <laughs> 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 maybe if I start making a few dollars off of it, they might cut me off on that too.
1: Exactly. Well, let's give a little rundown here. I, I know play is suspended due to darkness. Cause they teed off, I guess about an hour and 10 minutes late today. We got Eric Cole, who I know played well at the Honda. He's in the lead. Jack um, man's boy, D and Adam Scott and DJ are all uh, tied for second at four under. And then Scheffler, Connors and Ryan Fox and Hovland round out the top seven. So um, I saw DeChambeau drilled another PGA, uh, PGA of America professional day as he was teeing off on another hole and drilled him. Oh in yeah, he back crushed it back. <laughs> yeah. Um and then proceeded to go out and shoot four under. So it actually chaps my ass to see he's uh second place. I hope I hope he falls this apart. He's awesome. like the one live guy. He's the one live guy I don't want to win.
0: Well, unfortunately, this course kind of sets up for him. It's kind of to me, it's it's similar to when he won the US Open, you know. 'Cause yeah. uh, he yeah. uh, he won the wing Wingfoot, right? So I mean just Correct. that those those venues, those North uh, New York type courses are are just set up a certain way. I mean, it's just that, you know, the thick, rough, challenging if you but if you do drive the ball really well. I mean, Pat Mayo, I like some of his stats on DK. He says, you know, to best T to green, strokes gain T to green is the this piece stat this week and it's kinda coming through so far. I mean, Bryson D. Shambo is one of the longer guys. You obviously know DJ is one of the longer guys. So, you know, I would hate to. I'm, I'm the same way, dude. Of all the live guys, and I, I'm not hating as much on live recently. Um, yeah. But of all agreed. the live guys, I do not <clears throat> want Bryson to win. If Brooks agreed, won, agreed. Indifferent. DJ won, I'd be excited. I, I'd really like enjoy enjoy watching him play golf. But, um, yep. but yeah, Bryson agreed. would be my, uh, Go to. Although uh I, I do uh, I
1: have a range goat win, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping Gucci would step it up, but he it looked like he didn't play too well today. I'm looking down this leaderboard. We got one of the PJ of America guys, Michael Block shot even. He's T20. Uh my boy sahith was on fire to start his round and then finish one over. Uh looks like Rory held it together at one over. Um Home was at one over. Mickelson's at one over through 16. Uh kind of struggled a little bit today. That one kind of surprised me. And JT must have faltered down the stretch cuz I saw him and he was at one under through like 14 yeah. holes and he didn't yeah, up for, two over. So
0: for most of the morning, I mean, I thought it was like he was hanging at one under. Uh, he must have yeah, he must have faltered right there at the end. But it, I think one of the best comebacks. I don't think he has a chance this week and you know, I might uh eat my words, but Rory does not look right, man. Uh, it's just like he just is he's grinding, he's he's trying to, you know, bounce it back and bouncing it back from three or four over whatever he was on the front nine. I think it was over to get it back to, he one to one over. Yeah. Yes, he finished at one, but like I think he started at either plus four or plus three on the front nine. So that was a pretty good scramble, but he just looks a little lost right now, man. I think his his mentally he's, he's still not quite there.
1: I saw something that said he may have been a little sick or under the weather because he uh, – I saw something a little while ago that – his temperature might've been up. I don't know. I mean, I know it was was living. It was like 30 degrees this morning. I saw a ton of frost. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he he obviously has a lot of pressure on him. I mean, people want him to be where they thought he was seven, eight, nine years ago. And I feel like he's just, he kind of pushes through and pushes through. And then he just, he kind of some of the bigger tournaments he hasn't been able to close or even kind of get it going. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say close because we know he can close, but in Augusta, he hasn't been able to get it done. He's done, the, he's won the PGA, but it's been a while since he's won a major.
0: What do you think it is? Do you think it's just complete mental that's that's keeping him from winning these? Or
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think some of it's mental. I think some of it might be I, – well, I, if you go back two years ago, I think he was chasing speed, and mm-hmm. I think if he had stayed away from the speed and the distance because he was seeing what other guys were doing, I think he would have been fine. But I think now it's trying to get it back to where he was um but i think most of it it's mental it's it's mental and he's got to keep it when he's on the course he's got to keep everything else blocked out um i mean i don't we don't know what's going on in his personal life and i'm assuming everything's honky dory um but i think he also over the past year and a half he's carried the big weight i mean the 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 burden has shifted to him from where it probably was five years ago from tiger to him as being Mm -hmm. the the guy that's kind of pulling the reins of the pga tour and i think i think there's that i think him pulling out of the uh, rbc last month where you know people are like whoa this is his second event and and that has probably taken he's probably taken some hits there for it but i think he he understands it but i think most of it's mental for for, for him
0: well he even admitted a little bit i guess in the the presser i was watching um you know, golf, the golf channel, you know, the lead up and blanking on the, the show where they play it all day, you know, before uh, live live from, from live from, you yeah. know, the, the, or the pre live from they were, everybody was talking about how Rory was really like, not Rory in the press conferences. He just was really dismiss not quite. Dis- they didn't say dismissive, but he just wasn't the same. He really seemed to kind of not pay attention to their questions. They said he just was, was, was off. So I, I think mentally he's, unfortunately not quite there right now so right i can't see him winning you know he just he doesn't look right out there so i mean i hope i hope he gets it together i i think the thing is chris is that i think that he will win a major when he goes out there and somehow tries to channel old rory in terms of like young don't care go after pins. Aggressive Rory, because that's when he wins. You know, when he wins these tournaments, he crushes people. It's kind of like when DJ's on, they just blow everybody away. So I feel like something gets tight when he's playing in these majors because it's like each major keeps ticking by. And you would just think about that if you're one of the favorites every major and you haven't won one in whatever, like eight years or whatever it's been for him, it's got to just eat away, kind of like it used to Mm -hmm. eat away at Phil. This is like every year they're like is Phil ever going to win one you know and then he finally won the masters and then it like clicked again and he was okay and he won you know what a couple other green jackets and then he won the PGA championship and never won a US open but <laughs> but uh but he is you know it's it's uh, he's got to get through that mental block somehow and I don't know I, you know how it is i think golf is you know so mental i mean there's so much physical uh part of the game but with these guys on their level, they're all good. They're all unreal. Like it's just on another level. And the guys that mentally can kind of lock in, they, they win. you know?
1: Well, I think if you look at I mean, Rory, like you said, he hasn't won since 2014, which was the PGA, PJ championship. And I believe wow. that was that uh, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's got, um, he's got the PGA twice at 2012 and 14. He's got the U S open. 2011 here in our backyard, which I'm still bitter at the world at. I, I just feel the USJ screwed. Not No offense. I think Rory played amazing. They screwed that tournament, and they screwed Congressional. Of course, now Congressional has to wait forever to get an, another US Open. or P, I think they're getting the PGA in 2030. 2030 and then he won the yeah. Open Championship. Excuse me. The Open Championship is his last major. He won He won two majors in 2014. Mm-hmm. So a guy, he's 36, no, 30, 34 years old. So he had four majors, so nine years ago, he had four mm-hmm. majors by the time he was 25. I think everybody thought he might have six, seven, eight majors by the time he now. And he just really right. has, has not, he's struggled over the past few years. And obviously there was the COVID years, and I think that takes a toll on guys too. But I mean, he's played well, but he's played well in the tournaments that to, for a golfer probably aren't the most meaningful tournaments. I mean, right? yeah, you can win the Tour Championship and win, 11, 12, 13 million dollars, but those guys want to win majors, and I think he's probably disappointed himself, and I think, like you said, that's weighing on him, and it just takes a toll year after year after year.
0: Well, I think, too, where he's been so successful in the Tour Championship is just like, there's not really pressure on the Tour Championship. I mean, I'm sure there's pressure, but it's not, everyone's not like, man, Rory hasn't won a Tour Championship, you know, or or Tiger hasn't won a Tour Championship, you know, for when he was he was going. It's just, that's just not something that Golf fans really care that much about. I mean, it's cool, you know, when they win a FedEx right. Championship. It's it's awesome to see. And there's also some good golf, and it's like the top guys play, you know, duking it out towards the end of the the year. But it's just not as much heaviness, I think, on him. So he's just been uh, uh, must be a little bit more lax and relaxed out there. But it just he just doesn't look relaxed. I mean, right. And then John Ron, John Rom looked bad too today. I think he what well, he's yeah, he struggling. You know, I think he's six over. So I mean, some of the top guys, you know, that you would think in like you were with with uh, Brooks, he's struggling a little bit too. We'll see. What who happened, do you think? Uh, uh, who, to... who you think's going to be the sleeper to come? Uh, I got one for you that I think may make a little run on the weekend, but um, a sleeper guy, one that's <laughs> one some guy that's top twenty that you think that might come rolling up top this weekend.
1: I think Homa could make a run. He's t twenty seven right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he seems he seems usually to pull it together. Uh, I think Morikawa. he's kind of was just steady today. I don't think he played terrible. Um, just looking at, looking at the top twenty. Who else? You know who who might play really well? There, he hits the ball decent. Is Harold Varner? Mm-hmm. I w- and I would love to see him win.
0: He's a good dude. I mean, he. Uh, he's I mean. Dude. I, I, acting like i know him but he just does seem like a kind of genuine dude you know i mean he was he, only he's he made, like the only live guy that was like hey dude i i did it for yep. the cash i mean what do you expect he's had
1: he had two birdies and two bogeys today pretty consistent he bo- bo- bogeyed one and he bogeyed 18 he po- he bogeyed one and 18 and he birdied four and 13 and part everything else that's well, a pretty damn good round yeah for that yeah. i mean
0: they said too today that I forget who came off. I think it was Sheffler. When Sheffler was in his post uh, round interview, he said that this is going to be the easiest day of the whole tournament. I'm like, wow. I mean, do they got some wind coming in or something? Cause I mean, it seemed like it that- was somewhat carnage today, not like complete carnage, but if you weren't hitting the fairway, you're, you know, you're struggling over par.
1: I know that they're calling for a little bit of rain, no thunder or lightning. Um, uh, this weekend. Um, but I'm looking to see here. Today was mostly breezy and 15 miles an hour, gusts up to 27. Let's see what the Rochester forecast calls for the rest of the weekend. We got uh, weekend rain. First round was delayed frost. I would assume that maybe it's going to be a little chilly in the morning again. I know it's supposed to be chilly here. Um, let's see if they say Friday or Saturday. Second round. Second round should be played under sunny skies. Highs in the 70s, perfect golf weather. So it sounds like tomorrow they might have good thing. And then um wind, wind on Friday, supposed to be out of the south. So it'll be it be all right. And then rain comes in on Saturday, so it's supposed to be 70 percent chance chance of rain most of the day. And then Sunday again in the 70s, uh mostly cloudy. So I think they had good conditions once they got. I think it was tough. I think it was tough for the guys this morning because it was cold mm-hmm. and obviously it got a little harder later on. I mean uh, Higa Kazuki Higa was three. He had it to four under. I think he had a chance to birdie five in a row at one point. And then I just looked him up, and he's like one over. He fell,
0: yeah, he <laughs> fell apart.
1: So yeah, he was gonna, uh, indeed. It's going to be a good one, I thought,
0: it's, it's, it's kind of reminded me of a U. I mean, they said this before it started. They're like, it's a, it's basically like a U.S. Open type venue. I mean, it's just set up yeah. like that, and it, it, it just looked like it. I mean, every time I'm watching. I'm like, who's hitting the fairway? No one's hitting the fairway. They got to be tight. I mean, I haven't really seen too many pictures of like behind the, the fairways to see how actual tight it is, but it just seems it like tight. everybody's missing the fairways like crazy.
1: Yeah. And I think the pin positions are my guess. And and I don't, Oak Hill is the one course that, and I'm pretty good with remembering majors. And I know Duffner won the last one there. I just don't remember a lot about Oak Hill. And honestly, I know they had a major renovation, I think three or four years ago. They have three new holes and they took a lot of trees out. Um, so I, I don't remember a lot. So I could, I would bet though, that the pin positions are going to get a little bit harder um, mm. over the next couple of days. So I, I'm, I mean, five under today, I think it's a solid score. Um, excuse me. And Eric Cole's five under, by the way, through 14 holes. 14 holes. Yeah, so he's- 14 he's
0: got plenty and he's got a
1: and he bogeyed a par five
0: (laughs) dude i mean eric cole uh, of of a young guy i mean you know usually the first round leader doesn't win the tournament you know but still eric cole had that honda classic experience where he came down to the wire and, and lost it so i mean he's been kind of in a down to the wire finish so i mean i don't i could see him if he doesn't win it i could see him being top five you know i mean he's been in sort of an experience like that this year and is playing good golf. I mean, he's been in some other tournaments too, so I could see him kind of
1: doing well too. So who's your, who's your guy that you think sits in the top 20, top top 30, it's going to make a run.
0: I think Buckley, dude, Hayden Buckley randomly been playing good golf this year. You know, he's kind of the only thing with him though. I'm just looking at his, his round today. It's all over the place. You know, it's like, birdie birdie bogey bogey you know birdie bogey you know he's just kind of bouncing all over the place but yeah he's still he's still kept at the one under and he's someone that bangs the ball down there i mean when i saw him in dc the dude does go at the ball dude he, he he hits it pretty far but he he's a younger dude that i think could make a run so hayden buckley
1: i see Kashmir keith is right behind him um he's at one under uh, let's one see. one,
0: Your boy- one of the, that I was pissed off about that I didn't pick was uh, Keegan. Keegan always plays well in the Northeast, and I don't know why no, I Northeast, didn't think of that. Northeast
1: and, and PJ Championships, he always plays great.
0: Dude, it's like, what is it with Keegan Bradley in the North? I mean, yeah, he's from the Boston area, right? But it's just something Correct. about him being up in that area. I guess maybe he's just feels comfortable. He's got kind of a ish crowd. I don't know. It's kind of like Phil playing in New York, too. I mean, Phil usually plays good in New
1: York as well, but. There's some guys that just didn't play as well as I thought they would. Shoffley, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is Shoffley's tournament to win, and he's two over. Finau's two over. Fowler's two over. Fowler had played played okay for a while, and I guess he fell off this afternoon. I know we're, we're going to get into our picks in a little bit, but there's one that I am bit, a bitter bitch about right now. Bitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I did – so before we get into it, too, I did pretty much all high picks and then one low value this time, and mm-hmm. – Doing pretty well, but the the low value I thought had a really good shot and he put, he's fucking pissed me off too. He's he, he had a shitty first round too. <laughs> but uh so I mean that, that may be a miscut there, stats. But so yeah, uh we're we well, chatting off the air a little bit. Um so a lot of buzz in the world of golf in terms of you know, Phil's kind of the main spokesperson and all the drama still. He's it's kind of now shifted to more of the official world golf rankings, the uh Taylor gooch not you know being eligible for the u s open um what's your thoughts on all this chris?
1: i mean obviously he he's pro- he's the elder statesman on the p- on the live golf tour I almost said p j tour uh, he's the elder statesman there I think he feels like he needs to- be the voice i think he is as you know he's witty on twitter <laughs> he's very witty, but i think he's he's trying to keep it about as real as he can um The one thing I will say, you know, it's just like any adult or kid. I think sometimes people hide behind their words on social media and I'm Mm not, I'm not trying to say Phil's hiding behind his tweets because I think if anybody wanted to have a conversation with him, for the most part, I think he would, I guess I would just, I'd almost like him to sit down with somebody and just talk about it, whether it's a, whether it's an interview, whether it's a whatever. You know, we talked about this before it's it, now the, the reversal goes the same way for somebody on the PJ tour. I feel like somebody on the PJ tour needs to sit down and have, you know, come out. Like we talked about, uh, what's his name? Um, Monahan having a sit down interview. It felt right. like do, do a, and I'm not asking for them to sit there and interview and be interviewed together, but have a, have an episode of 60 minutes or whatever, where we, or ESPN, um, e60 where whatever they do whatever the show is they're investigative let's get interviews from both of them so everybody can hear both sides i i feel like that's the one thing that's missing like we hear all these reporters gathering all this information but i want to hear from the main people and i feel like yeah like i said his his tweets are witty and he comes back at people as you know um from a couple months ago but i I feel like i want to hear from him a little bit more because sounds like truly i don't i think he's the unofficial spokesman for live golf
0: Right. Well, the thing is that's bothering me that I was telling you a little bit off air is that I I do, if, if what he's saying, you know, with all this potential collusion and all that, I mean, some of the statements that he has said with the official World Golf Rankings with linked TV deals and all that, if that is true and are, and the PGA Tour technically is looting, that would be a, a bad situation for the PGA Tour. And if he, you know, if he's exposing that, why don't you just come out like you're saying and have an interview just like anybody else does that is exposing or whistleblowing something that they think's wrong. That's coming out. Why doesn't he go? Yeah. You know, why doesn't he go on a show? Why doesn't he take Colt? Nost up on an interview with his show. Like, is there something the only other thing that I think may be is that there's something with his contract that he can't do that. Cause like, Could as be. I'm like Not- speaking, speaking it out loud, I'm like, why does he have so much lip service on Twitter, but then he won't go talk to anybody on the air about it? Or is it, or another angle to it is, is he worried if he goes on air that you're going to have like an Alan Shipnuck type situation where, you know, they kind of force him into saying something that, that uh, gets him in trouble, you know?
1: Yeah. And I know there's lawsuits out there too, that are going on and who knows what's going to happen with those. I mean, it's, it's definitely been entertaining. I think he's been entertaining, and I think people get a kick out of it. Um, you know, lives right in the middle of their season now, and they're coming here next week. It, it they these guys are going to continue to be able to play. I, I and they're going. They're only getting gol- world golf points for when they play majors right now. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, there's got to be at some point. I mean, the governing bot, I feel like their official world golf rankings has to come up with a way. Of like, all right, we're going to start allowing. Them to have points and certain things, but I don't know, maybe not, maybe they won't. And I feel like maybe they feel that 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 uh, OWGR is colluding with the PJ Tour and DP World Tour is what, too, and all everybody else. I, I could be wrong. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't quite all understand it, but I think you're right. I think he's probably hesitant to say things, he can say it on Twitter and he kind of h- hits a certain breaking point and he's like, All right, I can stop here and I'm good.
0: Yeah, that's what though, I think that's what everybody's struggling with of believing him on all this or the credibility kind of goes down when you say it on Twitter, but then you won't actually go somewhere on there. But again, he probably has some legal obligation where he can't or, or something with his contract, but why even say anything then, you know, it's like, he's just like throwing out all this information, but it's just like little bits, you know, little, little snippets of it. Okay. Like world golf rankings is clued with the PGA tour. Well, go into the specifics that you supposedly know, on air and blow them up about it, you know? Yeah. Cause if they, cause if they are doing that, that's you know, it's messed up. I mean, if they are kind of in collusion and they're, and they're basically trying all they can to like force live out of the situation, that's technically not, uh, you know, a good business practice, you know, which can get litigated. So which may get litigated. So we'll
1: see. Let me ask you this question. And, and, I saw something the other day. So let's just fast forward. It's 2023, say in May of 2025. Do you think in May, July 1, 2025, live golf is still around?
0: 2025. Um, that's a good question. I think if they get a few more solid names, you know, in the tour, and I think if they are cont- continue to be able to play in the majors, the hype is going to continue to escalate for live because what's happening is that Jay is really kind of pushing back so much. It's going to push people away. And then the, and the PGA fans or the casual fans are going to slowly go into live because it's exciting. It's new. They have teams, you know, the younger generation is going to kind of slowly. That's what they're trying to catch. If they catch the younger generation, of golf fans or, or catch people that aren't even into golf, but they're like, okay, this is faster. I'm not going to take a nap during this golf tournament. That's so boring to them. You know, that, that that's interesting. You know, they, they right. came up with this model because they wanted to grab some attention. They wanted it to be completely different than the model of the PGA tour, more shots, quicker, everybody playing at once, you know, more focused on, you know, hearing the caddies and the players and all this kind of stuff, which is things that everybody is critiqued the PGA Tour about. And I do think the PGA Tour coming out with some of the things they did, like I love the on course interview, like that was that was a sick addition to the PGA Tour. Yeah, but th- things like that, the PGA Tour has to keep doing, and I think the PGA Tour has to figure out something with live because I I so i'm going to say yes i think they'll be around in 2025 um much longer than that we'll see you know time will tell um i think that if they continue to hemorrhage money for numerous years then of course any investors are going to be like i not i'm not going to hemorrhage millions of dollars every year even if you're worth even if the saudi investment funds worth 800 billion or whatever it's worth I don't, that's just a random thing. yeah
1: I, I agree i feel like I think there's a good possibility that they will be around. I, I'm hoping in the next two years, like you said, there's some kind of resolution to where guys could. I think you said last time, let these guys play in some of these non elevated events, kind of go back and forth. I I, I just the part about live that still bothers me. The shotgun start, I don't. That doesn't bother me. Like I understand it, I get it. But the part that bothers me is 48 guys. Mm -hmm. 48 guys Mm
0: -hmm. and i
1: think i think that's what owgr has a problem with 48 Mm -hmm. guys that could be the same 48 guys essentially unless that you know there's some guys that are subs i saw sam horsefield's out for a while and they got a sub i I just feel like you have to be able to expand your tournament but they're i don't i don't know if they're ever going to do that because they want to stick because if you're not if you're not playing can you play 72 guys? Could they add 15, 20 guy? You know, could they make it a little bit bigger field? Even if it was 72 guys. So the problem there is then you're not gonna be able to do shotgun unless right. they did two two waves, a morning and an afternoon wave. Right. Now maybe they could do that. I just feel like I want to see, and I think the competition is good, but I think it could be better. Because mm-hmm. there's guys out there, we talked about this last time there are guys out there that are DJ and Brooks and those guys that I think they want to compete but There's some other guys that are towards the tail end of their careers or some young guys that this is their first shot. And they're just trying to, I think it's a money grab, a little bit of a money grab mm-hmm. and they're not playing well. Right. You know, you know, filled it would had not started off well and he's been playing better. But there's some other guys that I, that are going to get relegated. I do think that's an intriguing piece to live. Mm-hmm. Right. That guys can get relegated to whatever. But let me, let me, let's be honest. Is a guy like Taylor Gooch? And granted, I'm just using his as an example. I know he's won twice. If a guy like Taylor Gooch was in the bottom four of the 45 through 48, are they going to really relegate him down to whatever?
0: Yeah, that's the thing that's that's tricky about it because, like, yeah, like it's going to bring a lot more energy in terms of like a premiership type of a model where you know the best you know teams. But basically, the difference is the best players continue to play. You know, they they don't get downgraded or they don't they have they don't have to play themselves back in to make the the league a lot more competitive. But like you're saying, yeah, if if Phil Mickelson or uh, Brooks has a shitty year, or you know Dustin doesn't play well, and they're they're down in the bottom half, like that just kills their brand. You know, it's like if yeah. they lose if they lose those guys, I mean, they're going to be like, see you later. You know.
1: Well, and here's the other piece, uh, and we, we talked about this before. What about guys that have expiring contracts? What if a guy like, let's well, say a guy like, I mean, I am not, I don't want to use Taylor Gooch, but say somebody like uh, Charles Howe or somebody who's like 10 through 14 who hasn't won yet, but he's an up-and-comer, he's, but he hasn't played great, but his contract's expiring, and they have a chance to get somebody else. So now that what's what's going to happen? Is there going to be a lot of shuffling around? What I'm really interested in if a guy gets released by LIV from his contract, what's the ne- what's going to happen? Are they going to allow that guy to come back to DP or come back to the PJ Tour? I think they I feel have like to. I think they have to as well. Like they might have to pay a fine or whatever. Cuz I feel like those guys want to pl- they want to play. I mean, nobody else is going to start another tour for them to play. They're not going to go play on the, you know, I feel like that's that's the interesting piece that's coming next. Like when guys start getting released from their Liv contract because their contract's up and they're not getting re-signed because Liv can go get, I don't know, Xander Shoffley or then you'll get Patrick Cantley and they get them to come. So now what happens? So they sign mm-hmm. those guys to like a three- or four-year deal and some other guys get bumped. What That's going to be the interesting piece, I think, is if this is going to be sustainable and they start – guys become free agents, you know, and that's that's – Another thing is like, that's why I think people want this to try to work with two leagues because it it becomes like any other sport, baseball, basketball, football. Now you have a guy that's free agent and I'm not saying the PJ Tour is going to bid on guys, but mm-hmm. then guys can go back and forth. And I think it what it does is it elevates both brands. It helps right. elevate both brands. exactly. And I think right now, I don't think any, either, either Tour is being elevated. I'll be honest. I watched a little bit of the Byron Nelson last week. I thought it was a very weak field. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for Jason day that he won, but I watched Thursday and Friday and there seemed like there was nobody there. Nobody.
0: nobody. Yeah. You know,
1: and the weekend, now the weekend was packed, but you know, what's going to happen to some of these other events that are non elevated.
0: Yeah. Uh, the non non-elev- the non elevated elevated situation is going to demolish the tour. Like it's not going to work. And, uh, and the yeah. only way that I think it would work is if they let these dudes come in and play. Cause that, That one takes away the official world golf rankings shit. So, like, if you let the live dudes play on a few of these events, it puts more attention on it. We'd all watch them a little bit more. To be honest, I haven't watched much the same. I didn't watch much of the Byron Nelson. It just wasn't as intriguing to me. I've only been watching pretty much the elevated events, catching a tiny bit of live, and then watching all the majors, you know. so And I'm someone that watches golf every weekend. But, you know, I'm watching like snippets to see if my DK team's playing well, but not intrigued enough to watch an unelevated event the whole way through, you know? Well, uh, I
1: think it's I think it's also hurt the Corn ferry Tour because I don't think they're getting watched as much.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just I, they I, I'm actually I'm sick of Jay situation. I think he needs to go and can't the players vote him out anyways? Like
1: it, could, not, I don't know when his contract's up. They could not renew his contract.
0: It's just he's not managing the situation well. I mean, he's basically trying to pivot and pivot to Liv's kind of um, reactionary different tour where he's trying to do the same thing, but then he has all these other tournaments that he has to still fulfill, and it's just downgrading all those tournaments. It's just the the, the, both brands are going to suffer from it. Um, So it's either like both are going to kind of fail and then, something that's going to kind of reshuffle and then the PGA tour starts from scratch. Again, it goes back to the same thing, or you have these two sick tours that are just battling back and forth. And, you know, some of the guys get to come over and play some of the events. Everybody plays in the majors. Everybody's happy because they get, they're getting an official world golf ranking. So they don't feel like they're cheaped out of the majors. I I just, uh, there has to be something like that. And I think that would actually be fantastic for the game if they worked it out.
1: Well, And both tours love it because guys like us have talked about it all year long and we continue to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Right. And it just it puts more buzz in the golf world. I mean, I think if you you if they figure something out, then there's just so much more attention. It's just like the live versus PGA becomes even like a cooler battle. It's like the, you know, NFL where you got the AFC and the NFC, which started in a similar situation. Correct. It, it would be insane to have, you know, like a Super Bowl ish of the Live versus PGA Tour. Like, how many people would watch that? I mean, it, it, we've talked about that a thousand times, but it just, there's just so much they could do with it. And I think that they need to accept that they're not going away. At least they're not going away in the interim. And they got to figure out a way to coexist or, or the brand of the PGA Tour is going to, think, uh, probably suffer more than Live because Live has more cash.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Well, you want to do some DK picks, my friend? Let's do it, man. Well, our DK picks tonight are brought to you by George's Little Boss Sauce. George's Little Boss Sauce tastes like home with a little bit of full natural f- flavor. Spicy pepper, cilantro, herbs, and onions. Simple ingredients that create a unique taste that you'll never forget. Put in all your favorites, just like me and Moonshine do. We love us uh, <laughs> some Boss Sauce, or our boy, George. Uh, George, if you're listening to this podcast, I need to come see you because I am out of boss sauce and I'm craving it to put on this about everything that I have. You can get George's little boss sauce at Norm's beer and wine, and you can get it at the Italian store in Arlington here in the Northern Virginia area. And I know my friend George is working on getting it in a couple other locations. So folks, if you need George's little boss sauce, you can follow them on Instagram at, at J O R G I E S L I L boss sauce on Instagram. And Hit George up, and George can tell you where exactly he is selling his boss sauce. Good stuff. I know you Let's
0: love go. it. I man. I might go to the dorms tomorrow, as you're like saying the ad I'm, I'm going to go pick me up probably some Commonwealth beers and, uh, and grab me a little George's little boss sauce.
1: There you I go. i to have it
0: on the eggs, man, this weekend. Eggs with George's little boss sauce, tacos with George's little boss sauce, burgers with George's boss sauce whatever you want
1: I, I burgers burgers on boss boss sauce on burgers the first time i did it, i was like wow and my wife my wife doesn't mind heat it, she, but she will put a little bit on there she likes it so and mm. like i told you our, our, our my george and i's friend billy who is about loves things about as plain as can play if he likes it then you know it's damn good because he don't eat usually stuff like that <laughs> it's amazing that he does so Anyway, on to our DK picks for the week. Um, yeah, your boy, uh, your boy's struggling with his DK picks. I'm glad I didn't put these out last night before the uh, first round. Um, and our boy Callie Craig's lead. Um, yeah, I'm sitting in eighth place right now and I'm bitter at the world. My, my top picks right now are, I have one guy under par and that is Dustin Johnson. (laughs) Uh, Dustin and Kepka. So I went live heavy, by the way, on my team. I have live guys. I have Kepka, two over, DJ and uh, Taylor Gooch, who's at four over. So DJ's at minus three, tied for third. I went with Ricky because I think Ricky has just been playing good golf. And I took a shot in the dark at um, uh, Denny McCarthy, hoping he would keep it in the fairway and make some putts. And then the one that's pissed me off the most, this one, I literally was like, this guy's going to play good this week. I didn't say he's going to win, but he's going to play good. Because his last four finishes are 5th, 3rd, 19th, and 34th. He had a 72nd before that, and then he went 2nd and 4th, and then he had a six earlier in the year. Tyrell Hatton. And Tyrell Hatton must have had a meltdown on the golf course because he shot 7 over fucking par today.
0: Did he really?
1: Because I was yes. just
0: watching, because I was trying to catch up with the broadcast, and I was just watching him. I don't know. I'm like the fourth hole and he was only like one over or something. Wow.
1: Well, I don't I don't know what happened, but let me see. Tyrrell Hatton, he's in my favorites. So let me give him a look here. Seven over. He went I don't know if he teed off on the front or back. So he was even on the on the back. And then he went bogey on the front. He went bogey double and then he parred and then he went bogey to par five and then par and then bogey bogey par bogey shot a 42 on the front side
0: that's rough <laughs> that's like my that's like a good round for me but i mean that's
1: that's not good for no. your boy stats, stats is not a happy camper doesn't sound like i it. i loved my team i was sold on my team i made some good picks on our, our dk picks our dk dgen picks and that just makes me salty
0: well, I think it's a toss-up, though, right now, man. Everybody's so close because everybody – the scoring average was plus 30 today, or at least it was when I was watching earlier. But So I went – like I, I said, kind of hinted a little earlier. I did five top-tier guys and one kind of lower-tier guy that, that was pretty low value and had played some decent golf, um, Lee Hodges, and he, he's kind of let me down right now. He's He was five over, um, 75. I got Gooch and DJ as well, so I got those are my two live guys that I put in there. Right, I'm pretty happy with the DJ. I think everybody were kind of hot on DJ coming in this tournament, so um, thankfully his back's feeling better. Did yeah. you see that?
1: Yeah, I saw that he picked up. He picked <laughs> up a kid. He picked up a big kid. I'm wondering who he picked up.
0: <laughs> the smirk. Everyone thinks it was Paulina.
1: <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs>
0: That's what the comments said. They're like, let's go, DJ. a boy. <laughs> uh, oh, God, DJ. But yeah, his back must be feeling better this weekend, so he better stay away from Paulina. That's um, great. lay. So I got Cantley, Xander, um, and Rose as mother three. So Rose is only one that's, else is that's under par. He's minus he's minus one. Yep. But Cantley Again, I thought Cantley would have a good tournament. He's starting out pretty rough. He's through sixteen holes and he's four over. And then, like you were saying, Xander, I thought Xander was going to have a fantastic tournament. He's been kind of, he's kind of in the top tier of all those stats. Like him and Scotty are, you know, sc- strokes gained off the tee and and all those stats that everybody's kind of putting up there. And that kind of worked for me last week, um, going after key stats and and he's like top tier with Scotty on most of those. And, you know, he shoots two over today. So, I mean, he's not out of it, but it just is it a little disappointing. I thought he was going to come out with a nice solid like three under or something coming out.
1: You know, what's funny is uh, the local, our local sports talk radio, uh, 106.7, they, the, 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 the junkies do a little major championship draft every ever. They do a, a little draft every major. So this morning, every guy gets an American. Every guy gets picks an international. So I think there were eight people. They have one listener that calls in. I think it was eight, seven, maybe seven. They all pick. Guess who went undrafted? Who? Xander Shoffley. Really? It was sh- shocking. He went undrafted. Nobody wow. took him.
0: Yeah. What, what are they in on? What's this inside scoop? I period? don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they made a bet. One of the guys, one of the producers made a $2,000 bet that Jordan Spieth would miss the cut. Who? <laughs> so two grand pays four
0: that's a that's a a pretty good bet i mean i i should have thought about that because jordan came in with shaky health you know his wrist i mean everybody knows when your wrist
1: is hurting in golf you're screwed right so we'll see well the junks hey the junks have been around a long time they know what they're doing so
0: (laughs) lurch, papa Uh, man he knows he's got his picks man he (laughs) He does he knows some
1: golf man we got to get him on the pod I know. Oh, we have to do the pod at like five o'clock because he's usually but, in bed by eight. I know. it's
0: like as I say that, there's no <laughs> chance that dude get on the pod. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So we got some stuff going in the weekend, man. I think I think your team will be okay. Um, you know, you're struggling right now, but again, you're only down twenty points for me. I mean, you can make that up throughout the week for three rounds. I'm also depends. bitter.
1: I'm also bitter. Here's the D-Gen parlay I put in. $2 parlay. Fowler, let's see, excuse me, Dustin Johnson, winner. Tyrell Hatton, top five. That's going to be a big fat loser. <laughs> uh, Ricky Fowler, top 10. Gooch, top 20. And Seheath Thagala, top 30. $2 paid 25000 I was pretty fired up about that until yeah. Tyrell now. So, um yeah, I got, I picked, I picked the heat to win. I got Brooks to win. I got DJ to win. I mean, those were the easy ones. Um, I had another little one I saw today and I put in on it. Um, oh, this was Fitzpatrick now, again. Tyrell Hatton put him in there. See, obviously, I was sold on Tyrrell. Mm-hmm. Tyrrell Hatton, I had uh, top 20 finishes Fitzpatrick, Hatton, and Day, all top 20. Now, I guess that still has a chance. He could rebound, he's, he's right. not out of it. So, other than that, though, it might have just left a little bit down the drain.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got I got one that I'm looking at right now. The only one that's screwing me is Ben Griffin to win. He went like five over. Uh, so I had Ben Griffin to win. Dean Burmester, top five. He's like one over, so he still has a chance for the weekend. Justin Rose, top 10. Um, Ad- Adrian Moronk, uh, top 20. He's I think he shot two over or something, so it's not too far off. Scott, top 30, and Cameron Young, top 40. All right. So of of those, I still have two through six that could, could make it happen. It's just a Ben Griffin thing to win. It's not going to work. That's a big fact. Right. Lose that as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's why it's called gambling.
0: Yep. <laughs> you can't win if you don't play, brother.
1: <laughs> that's right. You can't win if you don't play. And you know what? If you can't get up and down, you might as well not play. <laughs>
0: Up and down, brother.